0: Especially as we are talking about the end of the year, I feel like there's almost like this, How I don't know what to call it. I feel like it's definitely more prevalent either for those of you who are still very heavy in corporate America. It's all about Q4 results, right? And what are we pushing for? What do we got to get done in Q4? What do we still need to spend from the budget? There's just this huge push for end of year and Q4 and or i see it a lot in the fitness industry when you're talking about goals what are you doing for q4 there's still 90 days left like there's just this urge this push welcome to a whole lot of shift podcast the podcast for multi-passionate women with an entrepreneurial spirit where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you shift away from all the shoulds and supposed tos to what's truly possible for you in your business and your life, all on your own terms. You ready, girl? Let's make shift happen. Welcome to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. We are going from overwhelmed to calm this week. If you were in my five-minute Monday mindset on Monday, one of the challenges that I gave to you was to pick three things that you could either delegate or delay, basically trying to get three things off of your plate for this week because likely they are things that either don't have to get done this week that might be causing you overwhelm. They could be outsourced. They could be delegated. Or they they could be delayed and they just don't have to get done right now because when we're in that state of overwhelm, our brain tries to tell us that, hey, this all has to happen right now and this is kind of why we're overwhelmed. So and give me a second, you see, with the change in setup, like everything is is out of order for me. So please forgive me. All right. So this week, that's what we're talking about. Trying to go from calm, from calm to overwhelm. Yeah, no, I think we should like flip it and reverse it. Let's go from overwhelmed to calm. Wow, I am so glad today's Friday, y'all. So I want to get into what are some of the root causes of overwhelm and, you know, why do we feel it, feel it. We're going to get into some ways in which you can try and balance those feelings of overwhelm and, and kind of get yourself back into reality and what really matters. And I'm going to be sharing a couple of tips with you for improving your productivity, kind of some time management hacks, again, to get you out of that mental state of overwhelm. And yeah, and then we'll wrap it up from there. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. This came to mind for me, not only because I've experienced this a million and one times, and I probably will experience it again several more times throughout my journey, but I attended an online, or excuse me, a virtual retreat a couple of weeks ago with the mastermind that I'm in, in which we spent a good chunk of the day, I want to say like four or five hours on a Friday. We spent it together as a mastermind, really digging into some things and working on our businesses and planning out our our end of year ideas that we want to we want to get across this year. So, one of the things that kind of came up was just, you know, that feeling of overwhelm, like, oh, I have to get this done. I need to get into it. I need to. And and of course, I see it in the coaching space as well. So if you're a coach or you're in the coaching space, you've probably seen a lot of posts about, well, what are you doing, you know, for these last three months of the year? And what are you going to get done? And, and the year's not over yet. And don't slow down. And I kind of think just even all the noise that you'll, You'll see in your social media feeds or or maybe you're hearing it at at your gym, wherever that might be coming from. That does not help when we combine that with all of the end of your holidays and family time and all the other things that are going on. You likely are feeling in a bit of a a state of overwhelm. So this really kind of came to mind for me when I was in that virtual retreat a couple weeks ago. So I wanted to touch on it. So the first thing I want to talk about is, hey, okay, let's get real. Where does overwhelm start, right? I I know that in our minds, we're thinking, well, it starts because my to-do list is 5 million miles long, and I'm trying to figure out how to get it all done. Well, while there may be some truth to that, you maybe do have a really long to-do list. The real question is, is it the to-do list that's the problem or your thoughts and feelings around each task on that to-do list. What do I mean by that? Well, likely, there's a lot of tasks that are on that to-do list that you have created some sort of feelings around, whether that be a fear of failure. It could be a, a feeling of not enoughness. It could be the feeling of, of, Hey, I gotta, I gotta get this right. This has to be perfect. It could be that feeling of, Oh, I have to hurry up and this has to get done because it is the end of the year. I feel a sense of urgency. Like if, like I'm going to miss the boat and I'm never going to make any money if I don't do it right now in Q4 of this year, which is just baloney, you know, whatever, whatever that may be, but you've attached most likely some sort of thoughts and feelings around a lot of the tasks that are in your to-do list. And it's it it's within those thoughts and feelings that are actually creating the issue of overwhelm. It's the oh I would say like the mental weight. I I had a thought around that. What do we want to call that? Yeah, just like the mental weight of all of the tasks you have to do and the thoughts and feelings that you have around each of those tasks. That's the root problem of the overwhelm, okay? It's not necessarily the tasks because going back to the challenge that I presented you with in the 5-Minute Money Mindset, not all those tasks have to be done by you. Not all of them have to be done right now. And or there's likely some tasks that just don't have to be done at all, okay? Okay. So it's your thoughts and feelings around each of those tasks, thinking that you do have to take it all on, all on yourself, all right now, that causes those feelings of overwhelm. It's that mental weight that we're really just carrying around. And look, I'm going to tell you now, this everybody experiences this. Whether, whether you do have a side hustle or not, this is something that everybody at some point in time experiences. So let's talk about that a little bit, right? Especially if you're listening to this or you are in that whole lot of shit Facebook group. Who are you? Well, you're you're an ambitious driven woman. You're highly successful in the things that you do. And with that ambition comes a lot of things that you want to do, right? A lot of ideas, a lot, just a lot of ambition, a lot of drive. Okay, which is awesome. I don't want that to be a negative thing. That is a great thing. That is awesome. That's what's gotten you to here, right? So the problem is all that ambition that's boiling within you starts to create those feelings of overwhelm because there are so many things, so many incredible ideas that you have and so many things that you want to get done. So one of the tips that I have for you is to again, reflect back and really take a step back and ask yourself, okay, what actually has to get done? And what actually has to get done by me? and does it have to get done today? Like take a step back, back into reality. you are only human, you are only one person. Um, the other thing is, you know, and I know that we hear some of these tips all the time, but what are some of the tasks that are on your list? that can be broken down into far smaller goals or achievable steps right so if you're thinking about okay you want to use social media to help in marketing your business and you know we've all heard it before hey batch out your content it's so much easier batch it out batch it out which is great i i don't disagree with that batching it out is is wonderful But I also know that that can feel very daunting and very overwhelming if in your mind you're thinking, well, today I have to get a month's worth of content created or a month's worth of marketing completely done, finalized, ready to go today right now that can feel very overwhelming for you. If especially if that's not your sweet spot, like if that's not your zone of genius, creating things for social media or marketing or any of that isn't really your zone of genius, which likely it's not unless you are a marketer or you're a social media manager, then that's probably not your zone of genius. And so that is going to feel a bit daunting and a bit overwhelming. So that would be an opportunity that you could take to really say, okay, let me take a step back. How can I break this down into a smaller chunk? What has to get done today? What has to get done right now, right? So this is where you could say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to worry about my marketing for this week. Or you know what? I'm just going to worry about my marketing for the next two days. Let me, let me get through that, see how long that takes me. And especially for so many of us, it's like we want to be able to check off that box on our to-do list. Like we kind of need that feeling of saying, yes, okay, I did this, this is done, right? So if you break that down into a smaller, more manageable task or goal, it's going to give you that as well. The other thing is, you know, maybe, Maybe it's just something that you need to recalibrate on. Maybe doing something like batching in a whole month of content is just isn't the way for you to manage. Like I get that it's something that a lot of the gurus tell you to do and they're like, yeah, you should batch it out. You can create, you know, 365 days worth of content in like an hour and a half. I can teach you how, right? There's all these courses online that I see and I see this all the time and I'm just sitting there thinking – Okay, at a high level, could I create 365 pieces of content in an hour and a half? In a super high level, yeah. I I absolutely could. Now, is that going to be all the all the reels that I want to that I want to create to go with that? Is that going to be any graphics that I want to share? Is that going to be, you know, that the podcast recordings that I want to go around those content topics, you know, all of that. No, that's not going to happen in an hour and a half. So don't stress yourself with that task. Maybe it's time to take a step back and just say, let me recalibrate this goal altogether. Like that's that doesn't even need to be set up in that manner. Again, not just breaking it down into a smaller chunk, no, you know, I I wouldn't want you to feel like, OK, yeah, so I got three days done today, but I still have to get uh, three hundred and two pieces done by the end of the week. Right. Like, no, like maybe you just need to reset that entire goal. Yeah. So I think those are those are probably the two biggest that I just mentioned. Seeing if you can break it down into something smaller, take a step back and really ask yourself about what has to get done and how that that could be broken down. And then the second one being, how can you maybe recalibrate your goals to something that feels more manageable to you so that you don't feel like just completely giving up, right? Because just because a strategy works for one person doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for you. This is something I work with my clients on all the time. I'm like, yeah, I love that idea. And Do you, you know, where does this align with you and your energy and the way that you want to run your business and the way that you want to live your life? And let's think about that for just a minute. Okay. So that's, those are just a couple of ways in which you you can manage your ambition and your drive with reality to overcome overwhelm. And then I want to talk about a couple of tips for just some time management or prioritizing your productivity. So obviously, as I mentioned, you can always delegate tasks to overcome overwhelm. But the other thing is just managing your time in a different manner. So and this is going to sound a little cliche. I know a lot of us have heard this several times before, but you could use like a two minute rule, right? So in other words, if it's a task that you know is going to take less than two minutes to do, Go ahead and do it. Just do it right now. And if you do it right now before you get too much in your mind of the full list, just say, what's the first task that I can do that's going to take less than two minutes? Oh, yes, that one. Do it now. And then again, that allows you to be checking those boxes on your to-do list and getting those tasks crossed off, giving you that feeling of success which is what you're wanting to feel being as ambitious as you are. And then that's going to help motivate you to move on to some of your other tasks. The other tip for managing your time is you could batch some tasks together. So in other words, if you're like, okay, I know that I need to make several phone calls today. Can you say, okay, in the next hour, I'm focused on all the calls that I have to make that's what I'm going to be working on in this, in this time frame, Or I have several tasks that are social media, you know, excuse me, I just lost my the word I'm looking for. Oh, social media related. And so, but I don't want to spend my whole day on social media. I know that if I get in there, I'm going to be tempted to scroll and then my time's going to just fly by. So be very intentional as you're batching those tasks. If I know I need to get on social media today, what am I doing? What is my intent to be there? Am I going through notifications and responding to people? Then be very intentional. When you log in, immediately go to your profile page and respond to your comments and and engage with people. And then if If part of your social media strategy is, hey, I'm going to also go engage on three other people's posts or groups or whatever that looks like for today, great. Be very intentional with that. Tell yourself, I'm only needing to do three. And you probably have a strategy around how you're finding those posts or groups, what have you, that you're wanting to engage with. Go out, do your three, check them off of your list as you do them and log out and get off of the internet or the social media, right? However you can batch tasks, that's another huge time saver. And again, that could help really, it could really help your overwhelm as you're looking at your daunting to-do list that you've written out that has a hundred tasks, look to see what tasks could easily be grouped together. If you've got several earrings that need to re- be run, where can those be grouped together, right? There's also, again, tip number three, what tools or apps do you have that you could be using to help you either visualize or organize those tasks? You know, it could be anything, you know, how do you manage your your Google Calendar? You know, can you time block some of these tasks within your Calendar so that it's very strict, and you've got a reminder that's popping up telling you, Hey, here's that task that you started on 20 minutes ago, that should be done. You're moving on to the next one, and you could really get yourself into a good routine of understanding that when that timer goes off, I'm stopping that task and moving on, right? Or, or whatever your routine is, and and um, I may go into go into deeper detail on some of that time management in a different video. I just kind of want to share these quick tips for the overwhelm piece of it all today. You know, again, if it's something you've got, you, you've got a lot of errands to run. Is there something that you could, what parts of that could you set on delivery? Or could you set up so that you just need to go pick it up and it's ready and waiting for you? to help save you time. You know, go through your apps and see see where you could do some of that. Ideally, trying to organize your tasks in a manner that, that really keeps you prioritized on what you need to do when is a huge time saver and it's going to help, again, with those feelings of overwhelm. I will say... Tip number four is one that I used and one that I kind of referred to in the virtual retreat that I did. I try and batch out my tasks according to where I know my energy levels are. So what do I mean by that? I know that I am not a first thing in the morning person. Like I need a few minutes to drink my coffee and gather my thoughts and get my energy up, I can't just roll right out of bed and be doing something. Just like I'm not a morning gym person. That's just not my jam. It's not where my energy is. When I feel most energetic to do something like record a podcast episode or be creative, create, you know, maybe batch out some reels or do something that uses that creative side of me that is a different level of energy – I know that for me, that is late morning to very early afternoon, like nothing after probably two or three in the afternoon. I'm probably not going to do it if it's after two or three, but I'm also not going to do it if it's before like 10 a.m. I know where my energy levels are at and when. So what am I doing in that in-between time, right? Let's and just use an eight to five as an example. What am I doing from eight to 10? Well, this is the time where I go through, again, I go through my, my brain dump or my list of to-dos, and this is where I'm figuring out, okay, what what of these can go together? What can I batch out, right? So I'm prioritizing my day. I'm seeing if there's anything that I could do in a quick two minutes. Could this be where I make a couple phone calls? I, I think about the things that aren't going to require a lot of deep thought. They're not going to require a lot of creativity. Basically, it's tasks that are probably a bit more mundane. One of the things that I will do between that 8 and 10 is go out to social media and see who I need to reply to. That's a really good time for me to do that because it's not, oh, I don't, it just doesn't. It requ- doesn't quite require the same amount of energy to go through, look to see what comments you need to respond to, and move on. So that might be a task I do then. If I'm talking about, hey, today I really want to batch out my social media, I'm not doing that at 8 a.m. Like that's just not happening. And I'm probably not doing that at three because at three I'm ready for my iced coffee. Like I'm ready for my next round of caffeine. I'm. I'm like not in my most creative state at three. I promise you. I'll be honest, not a lot of work gets done between three and five, just period, period. And then five o'clock, I go to the gym. I will say, interestingly enough, I have, because I do have a fitness, it's not a watch, a fitness band that tracks like, oh gosh, it tracks everything, my sleep, my stress level, my workouts. I have actually reviewed it for my workout, um, Oh, do I want to call it efficiency, effectiveness, effectiveness, let's call it that, between when I take the 9 a.m. class, the noon class, or the 5 p.m. class. And interestingly enough, my heart rate gets higher and I tend to stay in that kind of fat burning state cardio wise. And, and I don't do a, a lot of cardio. I do kind of a mix between strength and, and cardio but even on my strength days, I seem to get the most intense workout in the 9 a.m. or the noon as opposed to the 5 p.m. Now, I go to 5 p.m. right now out of convenience because I, I do have another side gig. But I know energetically if I, if I didn't have a, something else that was keeping me busy between 9 and 5, I would go to the 9 a.m., because again, I know that me mentally between 8 and 10, I am not getting a lot of the things done in my business that I want to. I'm not going to be energetically aligned for, let's say, a one on one call at 8 a.m. That's going to be tough for me. So I'm probably not going to schedule that. But I can show up for a 9 a.m. kickboxing class because it's something I do often, right? It's going to, it it's some of it is going to be routine but again it's not requiring deep thought and at that 9 a.m slot as opposed to let's say seven or eight but at that 9 a.m slot I know that that is just before energetically I have more energy that's that's almost getting into my mid-morning or sorry, mid to late morning time where I know that I'm more creative. I'm more, I'm, I'm able to, my concentration level is significantly better. So it's kind of a prime time for me really to go for a workout because then as I'm done with the workout, right? And my, my blood, my blood flow is doing amazing. And, and I know that I'm hitting that point in the morning where I'm just a lot more energetic overall, yeah, I really miss being able to go for those 9 a.m. workouts. So that's kind of tip number four. And I know that that one was a little long-winded, but I wanted to give you that example. Most likely, when you look at your energy levels and how you go about your day and how you manage your time, I think you'll find that you do have um, something cyclical related to your energy levels throughout the day. And look to see where you can optimize that. Look to see where you can really work off of that and how you can use that to your advantage so that you don't feel so overwhelmed. Obviously, if at 8 a.m. somebody said, Hey, you should be able to batch out a bunch of reels between 8 and 10, I'm (laughs) gonna feel like no. I there there's just no way. There's not I don't, I really don't have the energy for that. So yeah, okay, enough on that. But I wanted to give that as tip number four to consider your energy levels throughout the day and where you, that can help you tackle that to-do list and get over those feelings of overwhelm. Use it to your advantage wherever you can. Okay, so the last thing I already, I've kind of spread out all throughout this conversation today, what can be delegated? What can be delayed and what honestly just might not need to happen at all? Really, really take those into consideration. Those are the top three things. I'm curious if you are joining us live and you are in the Facebook group, if there was something this week that you figured out that you could delegate or delay, I'd love to know what it was. Go ahead and leave me a comment and tell me what it was that you delegated or delayed. And it could have been anything, it could be business-related, work-related, just regular household maintenance, household tasks, because those can always be delegated or delayed as well. You don't have to be the one to do it all. So I'm super curious. Tell me if you were able to do that this week. Yeah, I think that about wraps us up. I, I really wanted to touch on this topic. I think it's so important to understand where does overwhelm come from? right? Because it doesn't necessarily come from the fact that you've got a super long to-do list. It's likely coming from those thoughts and feelings that you have attached to what's on your to-do list. And yeah, there's plenty, there's several ways. I gave you four main tips at least to kind of optimize your time and prioritize your time and your to-do list and really take a look at how you can kind of rein in That ambition and that drive to do it all and to be perfect at everything and succeed at all the things. Ambition is not wrong and it is not a problem. It's just a matter of making sure that you're able to stay in a calm state of calm as opposed to a state of overwhelm where you can't even see what's right in front of you. All right. I think that'll do it for today. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. And if you were able to join via the Facebook Live, thank you so much for hopping on. And thank you so much for playing with me today as I am switching up my setup. And so I know that things don't look quite the same. If you are watching me on video in the Facebook group, I'll share one last thing with you. I see in the background I have to my... Off to my side in the background, you see, like, there's, like, this little picture. It looks like crayon. I want to share this with you guys. It looks like – can you guys see this? Oh, yeah. See, you can see that it's, like, a little kid's thing. Okay, I have to share this with you guys. I keep this – I keep this behind me, and it's something that I look at every day in my office, and it's behind me because I – when I do – calls, when I do like one-on-one calls, coaching calls, I can see it in the background, but this, this right here is one of my whys and I've left it in the spring forever and ever. And it's very old. This is from 2007. My son wrote this when he was in pre-K and it's one of those things. I don't know if, if any of you have ever seen it where kids have like a a sheet that they maybe fill out with their teacher where it's like half-written sentences and then they need to finish the sentence. So in this case, this was something for Mother's Day where there were half-written sentences and then my son was supposed to fill in what his thoughts were about, about his mom and give it to his mom on Mother's Day. And I remember when I first got this, I laughed hysterically and it sat on my desk at work at a job that I had for a few years and people who would read it laughed. I mean it it was freaking funny, okay? As the years went on, I realized how sad this gift made me because I realized what it really meant from a child's eyes. And so I keep this near me and I keep it someplace I can see because it's it's kind of one it's kind of become part of my why. So if y'all are hanging in there, sorry for a lengthy recording today, but I want to share this with you. Okay, so this is super, super, it's funny, but. Okay, so it's like, my mom is special, right? Then it says, my mom is special because, dot, dot, dot. And then the kid's supposed to fill it out. So my son said, my mom is special because she likes flowers. Okay. I like it when my mom, dot, 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 My kid says, goes to work. I like it when my mom goes to work. And then he says, my mom can do many things. I think she's best at dot, 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 eating. My mom is best at eating. This is what my four and a half year old said this year. My mom has a pretty smile. I like to make her smile by giving her a flower, she said. He used to pick the dandelions out of the front yard and bring them all to me. My mom is as pretty as a princess. Pretty as a princess. And then the last one is pretty funny. He says, my mom is smart. She even knows, dot, 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 my son said, That a caterpillar turns into a cocoon. (laughs) Okay, obviously this is for a four-year-old, right? But here is what got me. So at the time in which he wrote this, I was about probably 275 pounds. Um, I was a good 130 pounds heavier than I am now. Um, And so, you know, it was the the ones that were funny to me at the time, you know, i like it when my mom goes to work. Well, i i worked an ungodly amount of hours. It my work schedule was insane. And then i think my mom is best at eating and i i i laughed. There was a little part of me even at first that was like a little sad like okay, is he trying to, you know, what, what what's he trying to tell me? But i still laughed at the time and then As time went by, and I really thought about this, and I thought, okay, imagine you're this four-year-old, and you're trying to think of the things that your mom does, and you're trying to think of when you see your mom, so that you can tell the teacher some of the things that you see your mom do, and what you think she's good at based on what you see her do, and that was when it occurred to me that he only saw me when I was going to work. Or we were eating. And that hits a little different. It's a lot different. And as I processed that over the years, that was when it became far more important to me that I'm truly living. That the mom that he gets to see is a mom who's loving life who is doing more than just going to work and eating her life away because that that was what I did for so many years that was that was all I did and that was the only time I spent with him I would drive him to daycare or school and go to work um sometimes I would pick him up take him home feed him dinner and then leave and go back to work so of course that was all he knew and so anyways, that's why this is in the background. I know it's not the coolest thing to have in the background, but thank you for enlightening me today with that. So that's that's what you see if you catch me on video and you notice that I've got all sorts of little things in the background of my, of my desk is I, I keep that near to me. That's my why it keeps me focused on all the incredible things that I want to do. And, you know, I don't know, maybe now if he were to rewrite that, it would say something like, my mom is good at listening to herself talk. I don't know. Who knows? It's totally fine. (laughs) It's going to be okay. (laughs) All right. Anyways, hey, guys, just something for you all to think about when you really dig into your why and think about what you would want something like that to read. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And until next time, keep making shift happen hey shifters thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of a whole lot of shift if you heard something today that inspired you or resonated with you please head over to itunes and leave us a review to help others as well your review helps me give as much motivation and inspiration as i possibly can and don't forget you can catch all the outtakes bonuses special live stream interviews and much more over at a whole lot of shift facebook group Until next time, keep making shift happen.